0: We're here with head coach Billy Mole of USF Baseball. Uh, we're about two weeks from opening day. It's Thursday, uh, February 1st, 2024. Opening day is on Friday, February 16th, 2024. We're 15 days away. Um, so we reached out to Coach Mole uh, to see if he could share with us some developments uh, from the last time we spoke to him over the summer, uh, how the fall has gone and uh, how the spring is going so far so uh, I got my co-hosts two of my co-hosts Matthew Giardino and Adam Cartwright so the way that we're going to do the show today um, I'm going to do my segment and then I'll kick it to the guys to ask questions that they wanted to ask coach Mole. so I think it's going to be a a good episode and hope that everybody enjoys it so we'll jump right into it Um, so coach I think one of the first things that's on top of everyone's mind coming into this season is, is the pitching staff and, and how that's progressing. And so could you just speak a little bit about what are some of the top improvements you've seen in the staff? And then after that, like any specific players that are making good progress?
1: Yeah, sure. So um obviously I'm back doing the pitching again. Uh, it's first time doing it since 21. Uh, but it's been, it's been good to be back in my element. Um, a lot of guys with a lot of improvement. Jack Siebert's the one who comes comes to mind right now. Has uh, made a huge step forward in terms of taking care of his body, getting his body ready to go. Uh it was really good for us a week ago. Uh, it was 92, 95 in the inner squad, filling it up with, with strikes. Uh, Hunter Mink was the other one that kind of took that next step. Uh, his command's been a little bit better than what it has been in the past. Still working on it, not a finished product. Um, you know, past that, there's a lot of new guys on this on this uh, staff. You know, pitching staff. Uh, a lot of guys that I'm looking forward to seeing what what they've got. Um, that have kind of surprised me. Kind of gone out there and done exactly what I asked. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's still there's still a lot of unknowns because your your main returners that are coming back. Uh, they've they've taken another step. Uh, but there's a lot of new new faces uh, that are going to have an impact for us.
0: Gotcha. And when you looked to uh, assess the pitching staff this off season, uh, you so it looks like you added a, a good amount of pitchers from the from JUCO and the portal. What was the thought behind trying to get some maybe more experienced pitchers?
1: Um. Well, I mean, really, if you look at the Achilles heel of our team last year, it was pitching. Uh, it's, you know, that's what we've kind of prided ourselves since I've been here for 10 years. I've been here pitching is what we've prided ourselves on. Um, it, it was not up to par last year, year before. Uh, so it was time to get back to that. Pitching wins games, pitching wins championships, pitching. If you don't have pitching, you, you can't go where you want to go. So pitching is the greatest deodorant to win games if you can pitch you have a chance
0: gotcha makes sense and with the with the season um now with you as a pitching coach how is that gonna gonna work on game day um who's gonna be calling pitches and does your role as the head coach and some of the responsibilities you had last year when you when you had a separate pitching coach is anything game day wise gonna change for you now that it's kind of you as a one-man show
1: well, I think you guys kind of forget, like, I was a pitching coach in 15, I was in 16, I was in 17, I was in 18, I was in 19, I was in 20, and I was in 21. Uh-huh. So this is not new. It's not new to me. Um, you know, I, I feel like we have, I think we have assistant coaches who've done a phenomenal job of improving our offense, and they're clearly capable of running it themselves um and it allows me to go back to my element uh with pitching staff so you know this is not new territory for me I've been here I've done it before um I love it you know that's what I what excites me every day is working with these pitchers um you know it's been it's it is it's a it's a challenge there's no doubt about it because you're trying to you know make sure everything else is going smooth but um I know as well as anyone that if you can't pitch can't win and uh you know, obviously we're still a work in progress, a lot of new faces, a lot of new talent, but I think we've we've made some jumps and some strides to get back to, you know, to where the University of South Florida, you go, you can see all the, the draft picks off the mound, you know, that's what we're all about. Um, and now add that with our co- new coaching staff and what they've done with this offense, I've, I'm optimistic.
0: Awesome. That's great to hear. And then just kind of like looking more at a – your philosophy when you recruit players, just out of curiosity, um, when you are recruiting pitchers, whether it be from high school or or junior college or anywhere, um, what are some of the key characteristics that you're looking for in, in pitchers and, 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 what stands out to you when you recruit?
1: I mean, number one is do they get guys out? Do they throw strikes? Do they have stuff that's going to translate at the next level to get people out? Um, I'll use a prime example is a Ryan Kirkren. His velo was 86, 88 in high school, but he could really spin a breaking ball and he could really throw strikes. Those guys tend to develop and you, you kind of hit on them. Um, nowadays, everybody loves velocity, velocity, velocity. Um, but my whole mantra is I really don't care how hard ball four is. It doesn't really matter to me. Like you got to get the people out. Um, so you got to have stuff. Don't get me wrong. You have to have stuff. But you got to be able to command the strike zone.
0: Gotcha. Is there anything that you would think about in recruiting, trying to get pitchers with different looks or different arm slots or angles, or is that not really something you consider too much?
1: Mm, I mean, the, do you, do you get people out? That that's the main one. Like gotcha. You know, I've had all kinds of different looks through the years. It it wasn't because I just went and recruited a guy because he's a different look. He has to have production. Uh, If you have production, it doesn't do us any good.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And then a theoretical question. If you could only pick one player, the player with all the raw arm ability but needs to learn how to pitch or someone that kind of already has the pitch ability and – uh, needs to up his velocity what what's what's easier to for you as a coach to work with and and what how can you succeed with either one because I'm sure you're going to recruit guys that might have either of those situations
1: me personally I'm recruiting the guy who might have a little bit lesser stuff at that time that can command the strike zone compared to the guy who's got the electric arm but can't get anybody out I mean you guys have seen it you guys have been around long enough to see our program you know Jack Siebert was a six foot three skinny freshman with a loopy breaking ball and now he's a six foot three man with a 92 to 95 mile an hour fastball that gets people out
0: yeah that's a really good example all right i will uh kick it over to adam for our next segment
2: hey coach appreciate you talking with us tonight uh first question is uh Talked a lot about the pitchers, but now that we've kind of gotten through the fall and going to kick off with the season, how would you kind of grade the pitching staff's offseason and then
1: uh, for the position players as well? Uh, the pitching staff, uh, the, a lot of pleasant surprises, a lot of new guys that kind of got me, you know, thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe you're pushing this older guy down. Uh, you know, some of the older guys that came back that got better. Uh, there was a lot of competition this fall on the mound. Um uh, you know it's hard for me to grade them. I mean, we played Stetson fourteen innings back in the fall, and you know I was I, I was pleased with with the way it, with, way it went and how we threw the baseball. Um, but you you really don't know until you you get into the you know three four five weeks into the season of what you exactly what you exactly got because same hitters are facing the same pitchers every day all day for yeah. a whole fall a whole spring. Um, I just know that. What the pitching staff you all saw last year compared to what it is this year, it, it's not the same pitching staff.
2: That's great. That's great. I I really like hearing the healthy competition. I think competition always kind of drives a team. Uh, so that's no always great to hear.
1: And then uh, from a, from a position standpoint, man, it's been great. It's been mm-hmm. you know this will be probably the oldest lineup we've had since I've been here. Um, in, in ten years, you know you you're going to have probably two sophomores who are every days in the lineup and Eric Snow and Raphael yeah. Bettencourt. <laughs> And the rest of them are old, which when you're old in college baseball, that's never a bad thing. Right. Um, you know, you got you got Joaquin, you got Joaquin, you got Rosenblum, you got Mayo, Brutcher, um, you got Johnny Montez, who's going into his senior year. Uh Bowser obviously has been a been a huge part of our lineup, you know. And then, you know, the other the other sophomore is Matty Rose. You know, I think he's out up for a breakout year. Um, in the fall, he was impossible to get out. Uh, he's a terror on the base pass. He's just a good, really good baseball player. So I'm, a, I'm excited. There's some other guys, you know, in left field that we're looking at. You know, we got the freshman Richardson, uh, who you guys can see quite a bit. Uh, Cole Robertson, the transfer from Pasco. Uh, Marcus Brodeal, who's he, he didn't really have much of a fall because he was hurt, but he's healthy now. And then we're actually toying with throwing Rosenblum out in left field, too. So that, that's what excites me is the veteran offense, you know, and kind of a different offensive philosophy this year compared to the past few years. You're going to see a, a little bit more of an aggressive style offense, a lot of, you know, stolen bases, bunt game, hit and run game. Um, I mean, it's it's been fun to watch in the preseason. It's been fun to watch all last fall. Um, I'm excited about our offense.
2: Yeah, we we certainly are too. I mean, you mentioned Matt Rose. we've been we've been following him in his off-season and what he did in the summer league was really great. And like you said in the fall, he had a great season, but uh certainly all that experience uh should should really help us out. Uh you mentioned Marcus Brodeal was healthy now. Are there any other injury updates or statuses for the team that you could let us in on?
1: You know, right now we're just right now the only guys that are out are we got some freshmen that were out recovering from Tommy John Um, obviously Punsack had Tommy John last year, so he's out, uh, Quinn Prosser, uh, was really promising for us in the fall. He's the Juco transfer from Hillsborough and, and he's gotten, he, he's having Tommy John, um, and then Corbin little, who's, who's a sophomore for us. He's, he's out for the year with an arm. Uh, so those are the five it's all on the mound. Um, but feel bad for those guys, but they're working hard to get back. So, um, uh, obviously with Punsack and his leadership capabilities, we're going to really miss him this year.
2: Yeah, certainly the, the arm issues are hard to avoid in today's game. Uh, is there anybody who missed the full season last year because of injury that might be back?
1: Vellini um, Valini's coming Bellini's back. Bellini awesome. missed all of last year. So he's back. He's healthy. He's, you know, one of our left-handed options this year. That's, that's really good to hear. Uh, that's
2: that's good. Uh, moving on and, and talking maybe more about uh, the schedule and the conference, uh, we're adding some new conference members this year. What are your thoughts on the, on the new conference, how it's going to look, and how do you think it's going to play out, maybe in terms of you know how the conference is looked at on a national level?
1: You know, I think it's a really strong baseball league. I don't know if we really took a step back. Uh, some people might think that, but you had Rice, who, when I was playing, Rice was a national power, won a national championship in 2003. Uh, always they they're in Houston, uh, another prime baseball area. So you got Jose Cruz Jr. as their coach, you know, he's trying to build something. So they're going to be competitive. FAU is good every year. Coach Mack does an unbelievable job with those guys. We were down there last year at their place. They are always competitive, always tough. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's been really good the last few years. Coach Woodard over there uh, has done an incredible job. You got UTSA over in San Antonio, Coach Hallmark. I mean, they, they were at the tops of Conference USA last year. They're they're a gritty bunch. Um, me and Coach Hallmark both grew up in Houston. Like played for the same summer coach. Like I know that I know what he's going to be all about. Uh, and then you got UAB and you got Casey Dunn over at UAB who had all the success in the world at Sanford. Now he's at UAB. It's only a matter of time before they become very competitive. So, me personally, I think the baseball it, it, it's more of a baseball league than it is anything else with those names. Yeah,
2: I I agree. I I think we we mentioned in the past that we kind of like these these additions and how we felt like it was really wasn't a step back from what we lost. And so uh, that's really good. Uh, final question will be something kind of a step back from baseball, but a big game coming up in the National Football League. Do you have any uh any big plans or predictions for the Super Bowl?
1: I don't have any big plans. I, I don't have <laughs> predictions. I'm I'm hoping Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, wins it because that'd be a really cool story. I always love the underdog, um, but uh, it will be two good teams. You get you got probably two of the best teams going at it, so that's what you want.
2: Absolutely, uh, I think me personally, I think I'm going to go with with the Chiefs. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I just feel like you have to look at Mahomes as the Brady of the league now. It's hard to bet against them in these big games, but he
1: is. it would.
2: It, it would certainly be be a story to see Mister Irrelevant come through and win it all. But uh, that's all I got, Coach. It was really great talking with to you tonight.
3: Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. Uh. Thanks again for hopping back on the show with us, Coach.
1: Appreciate you.
3: Awesome. Uh. So I guess kind of to get started. Uh, on my end, I'm I'm kind of curious about you know how you're seeing this upcoming tournament. Obviously, we got some really good teams coming in for the first weekend of the season. Um, you know, how's the team prepared in particular for uh this upcoming uh tournament play that we got going on? Uh
1: this has been on the books for a while. So we've we've preached to these guys. This is a regional on opening weekend. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's a regional type atmosphere. It'll be a regional type weekend. Um it's a litmus test. Um our goal is to go go take all three. Uh, because that's our mindset, I think these guys have worked hard all offseason. They know what's in front of them. You know, last year we opened up with Maryland, who obviously was a really good team. This year we're going to get three different ones like we did two years ago. Um, so the preparation has been at the highest level. It's competing to get to Omaha. And this first weekend, it will it'll be a nice litmus test. But, hey, we've worked hard and this is where we're at. Or, hey, we need to continue fighting, continue making some adjustments so we can get to that come June.
3: Yeah, and and kind of building off of that, so with how you're making uh, schedules like year in and year out, does uh, the current makeup of your roster, does that impact how you go ahead and and schedule teams for particular years, or is it pretty much the same philosophy going in year in and year out?
1: Uh, I think it just depends on the year, and obviously the transfer portal and all that stuff's changed a lot of things, right, because rosters are more volatile than they've ever been. Um, you know, obviously last year I made the schedule thinking, Hey, this is going to be an older group. We're going to be, you know, battle tested. And I mean, that was a tough schedule. I mean, anybody will tell you that we went, we went through the grind, uh, before we got to conference play. Um, you know, so scheduling, I mean, it's done two or three years in advance. So you're, you're always trying to look down the, you know, at your crystal ball and be like, what, what's the team going to look like? Um, it's a little bit of a crapshoot, uh, to be honest with you. So this year, I feel like we got a very competitive schedule. I don't feel like I overdid it. Um, I feel like it's quality opponents up and down that schedule. Um, you know, I think it's, it's competitive. It's good for our guys come June. It gives us a chance to be in an RPI spot. If we do what we're supposed to do to, to, to get into a regional.
3: Yeah, and definitely that last year's uh schedule was was brutal. I think like five out of the first six uh teams we played, they were in the top fifty or top twenty five um in the RPI. Um but yeah, so kind of building off of that as well, uh where are the focuses going into the last few weeks here for you know the upcoming season? Any uh final final tweaks or adjustments to
1: be made? No, oh, I mean, it, it's a, it's a steady thing. Every day we show up, we do the same thing. We prepare, uh, it's go, go, go. Uh, I feel very confident with our offensive coaches on what they've been preaching and doing every day to prepare these guys. Um, I know you guys didn't get a chance to come out and watch us play Stetson, uh, in the fall, but, uh, there's a different look than what, what you guys have seen. Very aggressive on the bases, very aggressive handling the bat. Um, you know, the preparation doesn't really change. Our philosophy's kind of changed, uh, from what the past couple of years have been in terms of offense, uh, and really in terms of pitching, too. So it's putting it all together, getting these guys their reps, uh, keeping them healthy. You know, that's part of anybody's success is keeping your guys healthy. Um, and the expectations to go out and take care of business opening weekend.
3: Awesome. And, uh, In terms of any particular lessons from, you know, last season or maybe the 2022 season uh, that you could really take away from and and build off of um, what are some things that you guys are doing a little different now to prepare? And I know your philosophies have changed a little bit and a lot of that probably comes from preparation as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, part of it, I mean, Part of it, 22 and 23, if you you don't lose Jasiak in 22 and you don't lose Boogie in 23, what ifs? Um, But you know what? That's part of it, and it's making sure that you got enough depth behind it where if it does go down, it's not just a a black hole. Um, That's kind of what I've come from. That's what I've preached every day to our pitching staff is, look, you guys never know. Arm injuries happen. I mean, look at the big leagues. Look at what's going on there it's next man up mentality and you got to be ready to go. I'm not asking you to come in and be a Friday night starter. I'm asking you to come in and just get a job done. Um, so instilling that confidence in you know, pitchers eight, nine and 10 uh, to be able to come in and have success uh, and hold down the fort, you know, but the other thing is you look at it. I mean, you know, offensively we have guys that can hit, but we've been towards the bottom of the league and stolen bases um, we've got a great defense that's, that, that, that feels the ball, catches the ball. So for pitching wise, you know, walks weren't really much of a problem last year as it was giving up big hit after big hit. I mean, if you look at our opponent batting average last year, it was 298. It was just uncompetitive pitches, uh, with how many runs we gave up and, you know, you still got to pitch. You got to go out there and attack the zone and throw strikes and throw quality strikes. I mean, strikes just aren't good enough at this level. You got, They got to be quality.
3: No, that makes total sense. And uh this is kind of a little bit of a different question, but you know, I, I know with um Ethan Brown earlier in the season last year, we we're kind of trying to get him in as many games as possible because obviously he's got great arm talent. And I'm wondering if there's anybody on the current roster, uh does you don't have to name names right now, but someone that you see in a similar way where, you know, instead of throwing them out there for one start in the weekend, you want to be able to get them out there a couple of times and maybe get four or five innings out of them.
1: The way I'm approaching this pitching staff going into the year is we're going to start the opening weekend with what we, what we think and go from there. Like in my, all my years being a pitching coach, whatever I've thrown out on opening weekend has never stayed through, through the season. Um, We put what we think is our best foot forward and guys roles evolve and devolve as time goes um you know flipping a guy from the starter of the bullpens won a championship um you know i i can't pinpoint anybody in particular i know we have a lot of new faces that are kind of unproven they gotta get their feet wet and see what they can do um you know because when the lights come on against somebody else it's always different and you got you got to kind of see that firsthand um you know, if you guys remember Kirkering, I mean, Kirkering had a 70 RA in 2020, like it was not good. Uh, and he leaves here being a fifth round. He's in the big leagues right now. So just take it one day at a time with this pitching staff. There's guys that have the ability that I have confidence in. It's just putting them in the right roles in the right spots to be successful.
3: That makes total sense. Uh, well, we're really excited to see the the new look pitching staff for sure. Um, well, speaking of, uh, Pitching staffs, now I'll kind of ask a question about offense. Obviously, we've brought in a lot of new talent with offense as well, but uh, a lot of young kids uh, coming in as freshmen. Is there any particular standout freshman that you've seen from the fall that you you really think is someone that has a lot of potential to do great things at, at USF?
1: Yeah, I think this year might be the hardest year to be a freshman on our team with all the the older guys that we have. Um, but the one guy who I played every single inning in the Stetson game was Jake Richardson, um, outfielder for us. Freshman outfielders can really run, can really defend. Obviously, as a freshman, he's going to struggle with the bat, but that bat's going to come. He's got he's got power. Um, he's just gonna he's. I'm just going to take them a little time, but I'm, I'm really excited about that one. We have some other freshmen who are just right now, they're just behind guys, you know, they're behind, you know, you know, an all American and snow an all American and bozer, you know, uh, an all mer you know, hopefully an all American this year in Mayo Mayo's made tremendous strides this year. I'm so proud of him. Like he's, he's a different player. He plays the game hard. He's laying out for balls. He's hitting the ball. Um, so for our freshmen, they're just going to kind of have to wait their turn right now uh, and keep developing and keep learning from these guys, which is nice because normally the past years when Bozer was a freshman, hey, you got to learn on the fly, bud. Like you might hit 200, but you got to go learn. Uh, so now those guys can kind of sit back and watch and and learn from learn from our older guys.
3: And uh, just like in any sport, you never know when your number gets called and you got to be ready for that situation as well. Yep. Um, cool. And then just to to wrap things up here on my end, I uh, just wanted to follow up on, you know, the team culture and stuff. And how's it been with all these new guys coming to the roster and stuff and um, building a, a team rapport with them? What kind of stuff are you guys doing outside of baseball to, to build that culture?
1: We had the, uh, we had the Omaha challenge um, right before they went home for Thanksgiving break. And that was awesome. We took them over to the beach we put them up into teams and we made them compete. Guys are dunking themselves in the water with a rope doing, uh, doing Navy SEAL training. Basically. It was awesome. It was awesome to watch those guys get after each other um, in, in a health, good, healthy way. Uh, they had a lot of fun doing it. I mean, this group's, you know, culture is kind of a buzzword, you know, this group's really close. They're really tight, but you know, they got to go out and win. That's, that's the thing. Any good culture, you know, you go out and win. is a good culture. I mean, that's, Basically, the way it is they're they're tight they're they're close to each other um you know when the season starts and we'll see when guys are playing and guys aren't playing how strong is the culture are we winning um cultures culture is kind of a buzzword. Um, we have a great group of kids who they fight every day they work hard every day um you know and I, and I feel good about them I, I mean I feel I feel connected to them they feel connected to each other and we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's a, a really great point because you know, especially when you look at what Coach uh, Amir Abdur Rahim has done with the basketball team, um, you really could see the the joy that they're having on a day to day basis. Uh, you know, winning games and stuff, and building that culture. And I know culture is a buzzword, but uh, you know, at the same time, they're they're definitely building a lot of camaraderie together.
1: No doubt, um, Coach, Coach Amir. Coach Amir's got it going on. That's my that's my dude right now. Like, it's fun watching those guys play.
3: Yeah, I saw you guys uh, kind of gave each other a shout out on on social media, and he uh, he wants to get people out to the red, and you uh, you kind of returned the favor for him
1: too. <laughs> yep, yep. He's a he's an upbeat, good good man who uh, has his players' best intentions at heart. That's awesome, um, cool. So just
3: to wrap things up, uh, you know how how do you think that uh, you know the overall performance um will be affected by the the relationships that you guys are building now and obviously you guys did that that team challenge and um kind of talk a little bit more about you know the importance of of having a team that's close together
1: yeah i mean any any good team is always together you know it's when the adversity hits you separate the good teams from the bad teams um you know when the bad, when the bad, when the adversity hits, the bad teams fold. When the good ones, when the adversity hits, and the the good ones figure a way through it. That's the whole point of carry the boat. We I've had to spend more time talking about what it means to carry a boat. Um, you know, because I'm sure a lot of the fans and stuff don't understand what that is. It's a military training, uh, uh it's budge training in the seals where they get those big heavy watered down rafts and you know if one dude's failing the whole team's failing because everybody else is having to pick up his slack um you know so we spent a lot of time on that um and realizing that you got to bring value to a program no matter if you're the 35th guy on the roster or the first guy on the roster you have to bring value to a program um and i think our guys have bought into that and they're they understand
3: awesome thank you so much coach and uh for me, I can't wait to be out there on uh, February 16th to cheer on the team. Appreciate you.
0: Awesome. That's all we got. Um, we really appreciate Coach Mo spending some time with us. And uh, echoing Matthew's words, can't wait uh, for the season to start. Absolutely. Bulls. Go Bulls.